Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there, Global Church. Hope you're doing well. My name's Andy, and it's so good that you've tuned in to Global Church online today. I'm really excited. I've got a message that I'm passionate about and it's, it's come really from experience in my own life, but it's also taking some amazing principles from the Bible. So I just want to encourage you now, you know, if you're listening, pin back your ears, maybe even consider taking some notes if you can do so. If you can't, maybe listen to the message and then try and jot some stuff down afterwards on your phone or on a piece of paper. Just even the practice of writing it down or, or texting it, typing it to yourself, it'll help embed some of the truths, some of the principles and things that I honestly believe will help you in your life, not just right now, but will serve you for the rest of your life and, and, if it, and really will prepare you as well for, for the future. So I'm excited. Last week, I was looking at you don't know what you've got. And it's because I believe that so often as we go through life, we're not aware that God is with us, that God's provision is just around the corner, but we don't always know it. And one of my points was that you've got everything that you need, which I appreciate is sometimes a phrase that you think, no, Andy, you don't know. I have not got everything I need. In fact, I could do with a few bob in the bank account, maybe an extra million or something like that. Then I would have everything I need. Or actually, if, if my kids would just start behaving and you know the boss at work would start treating me well and seeing what I'm worth, then I'd have everything I need. If I could get that house, I'm trying to you know, get a bigger home or something like that, then I'd have everything I need. But really what I'm trying to say is you've got everything you need right now, today. And all your dreams and aspirations, there is a way forward. There is a way through. But the source of that is getting onto God's page. But I believe that even when we hear that we've got everything that we need, there's a little bit more that we need to appreciate because just because we've got it doesn't mean it just comes to us easily or not always. Sometimes there's a battle. I don't know about you, but I love films which have got any of like any army activity going on. There's, there's battles, there's like underdogs. There's, you know, if I'm honest, one of my favorite genres is anything to do with like sport and boxing in particular. I love boxing. I love training. I could never really go to a gym and just work out. For me, I want to do something that I feel is like I'm learning a skill. <laughs> Sounds a bit weird, but I, I think I'll just get bored lifting up weights. When I'm doing boxing, I feel like I'm I can actually fight <laughs> or in the context of a ring with all those rules. When I see mixed martial arts, I think, oh my goodness, or, or even UFC think it's just crazy. Um, I just couldn't do that. I play football as well, so I don't want to see my legs getting broken. But I love fights. I love all the Rocky films. In fact, one of my favorite films is, is Warrior. It's got Tom Hardy in. Highly recommend you watch it because really it's about a story of two brothers fighting, battling, and there's a whole context of relationships between each of them and also their father, their upbringing, but it's, it's just powerful. And it's like, you know, it's emotional at moments. And that's me as a bloke saying, you know, I get a little bit kind of like pulling on the heartstrings towards the end of the film, but I love it because there's something about the grit, the determination of the underdog stepping into the ring, having to train and train and train and against the odds come out victorious. You see, there is something about the fight that draws things out of us. And I believe that we need to learn how to fight, <laughs> not just physically. I'm not saying you should sign up to the boxing gym tomorrow. I'm talking about learning to fight, you know, 
To get anywhere in life, we need to be able to face the battle. We need, need to be able to fight the good fight because life will not just come to us. We do need to do battle at times. It's a bit of an unusual context, especially in today's society where in Britain it's political correctness gone wild. In fact, the notion of fighting, probably a lot of people just say is barbaric. You know, of course not, if it's outside of the context of a sporting arena. But actually in life, we do need to learn how to fight. And I believe this is important because while we might have everything that we need for our plan, our purpose, our destiny, we also need to learn to fight because it doesn't always come just as a, as a nice kind of walking on a bed of roses. It's, it's, it's a battle. Life is hard at times. And for those of you that have been around a while, if you raised kids or started a business or faced challenges that many of us already have, you know that life is not always easy. There's challenges, there's obstacle, there's opposition. I know from, from starting business that uh, the first few years were so hard because there was so much opposition. Just taking that step of like, we're gonna do something new. And at the time we thought honestly that God had kind of guided us a little bit to this point. We thought, and we saw the reward, you know, like anything, you, you don't just do a fight for the, for the fun of it. You know that there's a reason the other side of the battle that deems it worthy. And so when we started business, I still remember this day where everything just seemed to go against us. And this is what it's like in, in, in your Christian life. There are times where as we make a step of faith, which we maybe believe is like God calling us. You know, Peter, he was called onto the waters to come, as Jesus said, as he was on the water, standing on the water. And Peter starts to walk on the water. It's amazing, the miracle. But all of a sudden he starts to sink. And it's because God tests us. He likes to see how we're going to handle the situation, the circumstances, what's on the inside. And when I started out in business with my wife and we started children's nurseries, there was opposition from the people that we thought would want to support us sometimes. You know, it's a funny thing. Even your family can sometimes be opposed to what you want to go for in life. They don't always understand. They don't have the full picture. But I believe we need to learn to fight, not always in a way that we have to hurt the other person, but we need to fight for the victory. We need to fight to run the race. The Apostle Paul was great saying, run your race, run it to win. And in life, in our spiritual life, in life in general, we should run to win. We shouldn't accept second place. We should run to win. And I mean first place for you. It's not like we're competing with the world. It's like, no, for you in your lane, in your race. We've all got a different race to run. We've all got a different destiny to pursue. We've all got our relationship, our individual, personal, dynamic, life-transforming relationship with Jesus Christ to experience. You, don't have, you should not experience mine secondhand. Really about Global, we wanna help you experience your own relationship with Jesus, where you can experience the thrill of the victory. When, but that victory, often there is a battle, there is a fight to be fought. You know, when we don't feel like it, so often, I, you know, I get up in the morning, I think, right, I'm gonna go do some boxing training with, with one of the guys, and I don't feel like it, but I have to force myself to get in the car and just start driving. And when I get there and then I start prepping, warming up, putting the wraps on, all of a sudden, I get the motivation. You know, it's the same in life. We don't always want to go to the fight. We don't always want to train, but training and preparation is essential for, for, for when we do come to the battles that we're gonna face in life. You know, in, in Global, we believe that we want to prepare people for battle. We want to prepare people for the challenges of life. Not that we're just going to pretend that because we, leave in, we believe in Jesus, it's going to go smooth sailing. 
Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have troubles, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. You see, he's, he's guaranteed that it is gonna be troublesome as we go and as we journey through life, but we don't need to fear because Jesus has overcome. So it's amazing. But when we, when we face or when we're starting out, you know, all I say is just apply the little that you do know. We don't need to know everything about God. We don't need to know everything that's in the Bible. We just apply the little that we do have. And even today, I, my, my goal is to apply what I do know because I know plenty, but sometimes I get confused and I overcomplicate things. But the Bible again says, you know, it's faith and action. It's not just having faith. It's that we do something off the back of it. James 2 verse 17 says, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. <laughs> I could just stop there. You see, our faith is to, to lead us and to cause us to act. And, and so when we're going through the battles of life, apply the little that you do know. You know, if we don't apply it, then it, do, it can't serve us. It can't benefit us, which is why I mentioned about maybe making some notes, because if you can't remember what's said, it's really hard to apply it to your life. But as we start to remember things, all of a sudden we get to exp experience the supernatural as God comes onto our natural. As we start to apply the little bit of truth that we have, the Bible talks about faith the size of a mustard seed, i.e. really small. You don't have to be a giant in the faith. You just need to have faith the size of a mustard seed. And if we apply that small bit of faith with the, the little bit that we might know, awesome things can happen. And so I want to encourage you, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know the Bible back to front. What you do need to do is just act on the little that you do know. So I'm hoping today you'll, well already, you'll have got some little bits and uh, you can act on that tomorrow. You can believe that God is for you and he's with you. And actually troubles is part and parcel of life here on earth because the world's broken, but I don't need to fear when Jesus is on my side. Good. You see, I've found that one of the best ways to activate both faith and action is to stretch. <laughs> and I don't mean stretching your body before you do exercise. I mean to take that step of faith, to stretch yourself beyond really what you think your capacity is. Because when we make that little bit of overextension, and we shouldn't do it all the time, but in those seasons that we just stretch ourselves, all of a sudden I'm thinking, I need you, Jesus. Because if I didn't stretch myself, I'd think I can just do it myself. <laughs> it's a little bit like if you've got money in the bank and uh, let's just say for argument's sake, there's a thousand pounds in your bank account right now. And you think, oh, I'm gonna give some money right now, 10 quid to, to a charity. Well, that's not a stretch, is it? Because you can do it. You, you, feel, you feel strong in that area of your life. If I was saying, you know, you've got confidence behind your health because you train, you eat well, and, and actually you, you're confident to think that you're probably not gonna have any heart issues or, or heart disease for some time, <laughs> then that's great. But I'm talking about, you know, the, the stretch where it's, it goes beyond our kind of natural capacities. And as we, we make that stretch, all of a sudden we start to call on Jesus. We start to call and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Because <laughs> this, is, this is a little bit beyond my ability. It's, it's when our faith comes into, into, into play and also the actions start to really line up. So I want to encourage you, if you're ever wondering how do I activate my faith or activate action, just stretch yourself a little bit um, because otherwise we're just coasting. And when we're coasting, we don't need to sometimes utilize our faith. We can just live very naturally, just like a lot of the world does. And over time, we get comfortable. 
And that's why the stretch is a real good catalyst to help us stay on our toes, fighting fit. Rather than getting complacent, we're ready, ready for the battle. And that's why it's important that we take these things on board. You see, I love it. I love the battle. I love the stretch. We don't get anywhere without a fight. And that's why when we try and do something for God, things often do go in reverse. It's almost like even I used the example of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt last week. And when he approached Pharaoh, bearing in mind God had told him to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Pharaoh said, no, hold on. God just told me to do it. It shouldn't be a no, it should be a yes. God Almighty has just told me. And so often when we, we go for things, it does often go in reverse. And it's because God wants to allow things to come in and test. Test what's in your heart. Are you gonna cling to his word or are you gonna give in to the situation, the circumstances? I said earlier about when we started business, there was opposition. It was just about survival. And really I kept testing what was on the inside. Do I really believe that I wanna start this business? Do I really believe that this is gonna be a success? And I had to keep coming back to what was on the inside rather than referencing what was going on around me. Because if I referenced what was going on around me, I would have just given in. Let me give you one example. There was a fire. It, it wasn't directly <laughs> attacked at you know, our nursery. It was in, it was in part of a, a different part of the building, but essentially devastated the whole facility. We, we had water damage throughout, all the utilities were broken, and frankly, you know, we couldn't operate. We were shut down. The government, the local authority said, you can't go in, you can't operate. And at that moment, I think, well, do you know what? What's the point? This is clearly not working out, is it? But instead, I thought, no, I wanna believe that God has got something more around the corner, that I've got everything I need to get through this season. And this fight, I'm not, I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet. So I wanna encourage you, if you're, if you're in the middle of a battle, don't throw in the towel just yet. <laughs> Wait till you get to the end of this message. You see, there's something about preparing for the fight getting used to the pain of, of, of working out, of, of training, of going through sometimes repetitive things that prepares you for when you eventually do come face to face with an opponent. You see, I wanna talk about a character in the Bible, David. You know, he started out as a shepherd boy. He ultimately became the king of Israel, one of the, the, the greatest king of Israel. But when he started out as a shepherd boy, he was seen as the runt of the family. All his older brothers were, were conscripted in the army for the Israelites. But David, being the age that he was, was just looking after or tending the sheep of his father. And David, at this young age, you know, his father sends him to the battlefield because the Israelites were facing a conflict. And this conflict, you'll have heard of Goliath, the giant, who stood head and shoulders, literally above everyone else, taunting God's people that they didn't really have who, who's gonna face me? Who's gonna come against? And the Israelites were just fearful. All the military trained men, they weren't wanting to face defeat. And so they just, they, they, they cowered away. And yet David being sent by his father to bring some food, some packed lunches for the, for the brothers. As he turns up to the battlefield, he says, who is this that is defying the living God? Who is it defies the God of Israel? And all of a sudden things start to change. You see, David, he learned to fight. I believe that we need to learn to fight. You know, in our life, even if it's not always obvious that we're in a battle, it might be a battle to raise our kids. Maybe it's a battle to stay afloat financially, to not drift into debt or to, to not drift into bankruptcy. 
You know, we need to fight for our relationship. <laughs> and I don't just mean in the bedroom. I mean, we've got to fight to stay together. These things don't just come naturally. It takes work, it takes practice, it takes learning, finding wisdom from other places and other people often. But you see, David, I wanna just use him as an example. You know, he had a skill set. When he came to the battle line, he, he, he wasn't just unqualified or unskilled. When he was shepherding the sheep, he learned. He learned how to use a slingshot. We all know the story that he, well, he picked up some pebbles, if you don't know, from the stream and used his slingshot when he faced Goliath. And the first shot went bang into the forehead of Goliath and he was conquered, he was defeated. But David came with a skill. You know, in Global, we talk about that we, we love life, that we love learning, we love living, we love leading, and we love loving. And so that learning part of those values is really important because we can learn, we can upskill ourselves. Even right now, you have got skills, qualities, uh, gifts, abilities, talents that you can call upon. <laughs> Maybe you've not even found them all yet, but you can learn, you can, even in this day and age with YouTube, you can pretty much learn anything you want, but we can learn to be skilled. It's healthy for us to sharpen our skills because we don't know when we might need them and we can learn to strengthen them and improve them. So David had a skill set, but he also had a mindset. You know, he had a mind that when he looked at the situation, he was clear and confident of who his God was, who he was, and who this Philistine Basically, someone who was not part of God's people, Goliath was. He, he had clarity. He had a mindset that knew of who he was. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 26, 26, sorry, it says, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Straight away, he levels it. He's like, who is he? David, while being young, he knew God. It doesn't matter how young you are right now, you can know God. You can know God and Jesus intimately right now. You can experience him. You don't have to study for decades and then become a monk or, or, or an old theologian to be able to have a relationship with Jesus. In, in our young days, teenagers, children, we can learn, we can experience Jesus for ourselves. And so your age does not dictate how close you are in relationship with Jesus necessarily. He had a great mindset. Not only that, David had a confidence. He was confident in God, not just in people. It said, you know, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? Just putting him down. I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. It's amazing, the people closest to you, sometimes your family, maybe even close friends, can say things that would cause you to shrink and to shrivel the vision, to make you think, I'm not qualified. Actually, maybe there's some truth in that. Maybe I was just a bit interested to see what was going on. And yet, David had a much clearer idea of who he was with God. He was confident of what God thought of him not just being dictated to what his brothers or his family thought of him. Right now, do you know what God thinks of you? Or do you just keep hearing what other people think of you? Like what frames your identity right now in your life? Is it what the Bible says and what God says and, and declares on your life that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you were designed you know, with destiny, with plan and purpose 
a great purpose in mind? Or do you just hear what the world around you says about you? You see, we've got a task as Christians, a battle, you might want to say, to believe the truth and to hold on to the truth and not let the lies that come in. Because behind people that try and pull us down is really a spiritual darkness. It's the enemy trying to kill, steal and destroy our identity, the right position that we should have with Christ. That we, we, you know, we, we start to think, actually, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'll never make it. Actually, who was I to think I should start a business? I'm not qualified. I've got no background or experience or qualifications. When actually our call is to follow God, to listen to what he says about us. And David was confident of what God was thinking about him. Not only that, David had experience. He had done it before. It says in 1 Samuel 17 verses 36, your servant, this is David speaking to the king Saul at the time, and he says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the poor of the lion and the poor of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. You see, David had fought the bear and he had fought the lion. I don't know about you, but frankly, if I was going into a, a, a battle with anyone, I'd choose a man or a person any day of the week over an a bear or a lion. I mean, you can't really practice. You can't do any sort of pad work or, 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 or sparring with the bear. No, when you face the bear, you've got to deal with the bear. <laughs> there ain't maybe going to be a beforehand or an after to kind of think, oh, I would have done things differently. It's like, this is it. And David had faced the bear. He had faced the lion. When he had to look after some sheep, his task was to protect these defenseless sheep. And yet rather than just thinking, actually, I better protect my own life, he defended the sheep. You know, Jesus is known as the good shepherd because he defends the sheep. He protects the sheep. He guides the sheep. He guides you and me. He protects you and me. But David was also there protecting his sheep, but he learned to fight. He learned to do battle. He wasn't just inexperienced. He had grown. And that's really part of life, that as we face our battles, that we can be encouraged because this battle will prepare us for the next level, the next Goliath that we might face for greater things that are planned into our destiny. So don't despise the battle. The battle is key for us to grow, to develop, to grow stronger, to be able to handle all that God has given us and all that he is and to stand on his promises and his truth and his word. Battle is so good. It doesn't always feel it when we're in the midst of it. Actually, we just wish it would just disappear and it's just, I can do without that. No, you, you can't do without it. You and I, we can't do without the battle because that's what's making us. Any good hero has to go through a battle. And that's not just in Hollywood, that's in life. We were born for battle. You were born for the situation you're in. You, you, you were made for this. Don't doubt yourself. Believe that God who started work in you will see it through to completion. It's amazing. You see, we all need to fight. We all need to learn to fight. And especially in this world of political correctness where it's almost seen as barbaric, that fighting should be just like, oh no. No, we do need to. We need to fight for what we believe in. And I don't mean in terms of protests and sandwich boards and megaphones. I mean in terms of fighting for, for our families. Rather than just giving in and going with the path of least resistance, because that's what's easy. But actually no, to, to make a stand and say, I'm not just gonna let this happen. You see, God wants you to bring heaven onto earth. 
And so there's a battle that is raging. It's, it's, it's behind the scenes in many ways. It's a spiritual battle that is going on. But we have a part to play. And as we're battling, we can call upon heaven's resources and, and that we can keep bringing in God's principles, God's kingdom here on earth. I know this can seem quite com- like highbrow, but it's God's purpose is not for us to be defeated, but to be victorious. In Romans, it talks about us being more than conquerors. <laughs> not just a conqueror, but more than a conqueror. So we were designed for battle. We weren't designed to be kept in a safe place. We were designed for war. You see, the world will constantly wanna just go down the path of least resistance. And to just, rather than stand to the word or to the truth, just let's go with what society says, culturally what's acceptable, because that's just the easy thing. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 12, the apostle Paul writes to one of his disciples, Timothy saying, fight the good fight of the faith because he knows that if we're not prepared to fight, we will be overcome. We will be defeated. We will be swamped. We will give in. Again, the Bible says, do not grow weary or tired in doing good. That's why we need to train and refresh ourselves, that we don't just burn the candles at both ends and you know, try and burn out, but actually that we know that we're gonna stay healthy. Like any good athlete, we're gonna train, but we're also gonna rest. We need both to be healthy and to be able to face the battles in front of us. You know, I've talked a lot about, you know, fighting really for, for you and your situation, maybe even your family. But I also just want to bring an, a, a point that's really for Global Church, if you're listening, that is, I want us to learn to fight for the church. And I don't mean this in terms of for, for religion or, 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 or again, to, to be those uh, people on the street that are trying to thrust things down people's throats. But I mean to fight for the church in a healthy way. You know, that we don't let cynicism creep into our life. You know, when we're thinking about what we're doing right now in global, wherever, wherever you're situated in one of the global churches, that you fight for the church. Maybe you're part of a different local church. Fight for your local church. Fight for the kingdom of God. Fight for the bride of Christ. Because as we fight, you know, God is going to provide strength. He's going to provide refreshment, renewal. As we start to build his house, he will build our house. But I believe it's a, well, the bride of Christ says it all. You know, it's important to God Almighty that the church of Jesus Christ is, is strong, it's protected, and that us, the people, will protect it, that we'll be passionate. We won't let uh, negativity or cynicism or pessimistic views creep in. But instead, we're going st- to help honor our leaders, provide you know, resource, strength, you know, engage with the talk when we're there on a service. I could go into lots of things, but I want to encourage us, you know, often we'll fight for lots of things. You know, often it's, it's for human rights. We don't often fight for, for human responsibilities, but honestly, it's important that we take responsibility as a nation. You know, lastly, I just want to say, you know, fighting for our friends, fighting for the people that don't believe. And, you know, it's so important that we don't just think this is just for me and mine, but actually there is so much more. And, and I sometimes when I think about fighting for my friends, I don't really see it necessarily as like getting all aggressive. In fact, I see it as almost the opposite. Coming vulnerable, coming open with, with what God's doing in my life, the good, the bad and the ugly. You know, we don't need to hide it all from the world because when we're going through situations, we can be a source of encouragement to the people around us. Because as we're journeying our faith, what we're trying to say is we haven't got it all worked out. You know, like I said earlier on, there will be trouble in this world. So it's all, it's all right as Christians to 
remind and, and tell the people in our world that there is trouble going on, but do you know what? I've got a confidence. I've got a skill set that I've been working on. I've got a mindset that's ready for what we're about to face. I've got a confidence in who God is and I've got experience. I've been through this before. It doesn't feel good now, but I'm believing that the other side of this, it's gonna be glorious. You know, watch this space. I'm so excited because I believe that this message is for every one of us, that we can, we can learn to fight. You know, as parents, we often wanna protect our children, which is, is absolutely right. But at some point, there is, a, there is a time where it's right to allow certain battles into our children's lives so they can learn to fight. That we don't try and protect and mollycoddle them forever, that when they do grow up, that they're not prepared, not equipped to deal with the pressures of life. But actually, as a good parent, we wanna prepare our children for, for the challenges that they're gonna face. And God is the same. He wants you to be prepared for the challenges that the fight doesn't take you by surprise, but instead you say, I was made for this. I was born for this. I am ready for this right now. God is with you. I just wanna you know, take a moment to pray for all of us, but, but specifically if, if you've not made a decision to make Jesus your King, your Lord and Savior, I wanna pray for you. And, uh, and I wanna pray for the rest of us as well, broadly. But if you wanna just close your eyes and bow your head for a moment, that'd be great. God, I wanna thank you that you're for us, not against us that you wanna prepare us for the battles that we're gonna face. I wanna pray specifically for those that have maybe not given their life to Jesus. And if that's you today and you wanna make Jesus your king, the general of your life, then I wanna ask that in your own heart, you pray this prayer. God, I wanna turn away from living my life my way. Instead, I want to follow you. I wanna submit my thoughts, my behaviors, my actions to you and I want to become a follower of Jesus Christ where you become my king and my savior. I want to repent from the way of doing life before and in, uh, the ways I've done life and instead I want to I want to pursue you. I want to receive your Holy Spirit and the forgiveness that you offer. I want to I want to believe that there is a brighter future ahead and I want to thank you for what you did at the cross your son Jesus Christ. For the rest of us, I wanna pray that as we face the week ahead, that we will have our eyes wide open for the battles that we're in. Maybe we're in the middle of a battle right now, I pray the strength will come to you. Strength for your mind, that the battle will be won in the mind, in the heart, in your soul, that you know that God is with you. And when God is with you, you are a majority. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I wanna thank you for tuning in. Tune in again next week fight to tune in. There'll be other things that try and get in the way. Life is busy. It has a habit of trying to creep in. But if you make this a priority, either tune in to the online service or coming along to church in, in person, it's fantastic. You'll find the strength. You'll find other people, a community of people that are also training, preparing for the battle and fighting the good fight for their faith. That's me and I'll hopefully see you next week. Take care. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.